But then traffic started getting really, really bad, right? And I was sitting in traffic, and I wound up missing like a school play because mm -hmm. I was sitting in traffic, and this, this thing just kept mounting. I had to figure out a way where I could still train and focus on the craft, but still not compromise family time. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I looked into helicopters and be able to get down and back in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when it started. And so my routine was always the same. Waits early in the morning, kids to school, fly down, practice like crazy, do my extra work, media, everything I needed to do, fly back, get back in carpool line, pick the kids up. And my wife was like, listen, I can pick them up. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I want to do that because mm -hmm. like, you know, you have road trips and times where you're not, you don't see your right. kids, man, right. you know? So like every chance I get to see them and spend time with them, even if it's 20 minutes in the car, like I want that. That is really interesting to hear because the NBA is famous for dudes who pop out kids with women all over the country and never father them in any way whatsoever. And here's a guy they just who, write checks. And here's a guy who crafted his life around making sure he could drop the kids off and pick them up and stuff. Which yeah, you just sweet. By all that, accounts, a loving dad. That's yeah. that's awesome. That is awesome. And that is the first thing I thought when I heard he died because of my age and current life situation is not. Oh my God, we lost a great basketball player. It was, ah, oh, geez, he's got a bunch of kids. Yeah. And I didn't even know he had a seven month old and a three year old at home. Yeah. Yeah. Three surviving daughters, one who uh, died with him in the crash, plus one of her 13 year old teammates and both of her parents and a couple other names have been released. I don't know. If you want them, look them up. I think I have them here somewhere, but it's, it's a human tragedy. It's terrible. We're not big on celebrity worship around here. Certainly respect the guy as a great athlete and a loving dad. I mean, it's a tragedy. Also interesting with him, the whole, and I remember this from when he was young. How did he end up this way? Um, the coach with all the rings, the pompous. Phil Jackson. The pompous Buddhist. Uh, Phil pompous. Jackson. Phil Jackson. Yeah, pompous. Who's more pompous than Phil Jackson? <sighs> you name a person. Um, uh, Phil Jackson talking about how Kobe didn't go out with the guys. He had no interest in going out with the guys. He went to his room and played video games and didn't want to go out to the, the clubs and chase the girls and stuff. Just mm. whatever reason, he was one of those people. Well, early he wanted on. to marshal his energies. Yeah. He wanted to be the greatest of all time. And, he, you know, he certainly is on that list. I got this note from Bill, Redneck Bill, he signs off, and I think it's a good point. Um, it's bad enough when they have time, the media, to develop a story and screw it up. But yesterday was a prime example of rushing to say they were first by three and a half seconds uh, with a, sto a story, and uh, but with all the facts wrong. In their rush, the death toll of the helicopter crash was reported as five. Larry six, Bird eight was killed dead. in a truck crash. No, you're not even close with that. Nine dead. Oh, and uh, one story reported that a copter crash killed Kobe and the death toll was 41. Why aren't these people fired? The weird thing about the rush to be first thing. Oh, and there was one report that it was Kobe and all four of his daughters. Oh, geez. So, yeah, just. Uh. The weird thing with the rush to be first thing is. Does anybody remember the outlet that gave it to them? I only, don't. Only in house. They know they beat, you know, channel whatever, wherever you live. Channel 11 beat channel 12 by 17 seconds. They will high five and the boss will order in pizza. But as for that, the, but nobody as, cares. But as the consumers of news, <clears throat> I don't remember which outlet I saw it on first. Well, my brother, oh, no. my brother is the king of celebrity deaths. I don't know what, I don't know his magic is. He's always the first person to hit me with a celebrity death. But, um, uh, but as far as the news, I don't remember and then think, oh, so, New York Post, they get me my news first, so right. I'm going to spend more time 
watching their news site. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I don't. I don't even understand what drives the the need to be first. But we have heard it around here well, in newsrooms. Yeah, it's just we an internal first. pride thing. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know what drives it, though. Have you ever heard somebody say, we're the most accurate? I actually Nobody cares. Because I'm kind of in the news business, I actually (laughs) reacted differently yesterday when I saw the New York Times not hitting me with a headline, thinking, okay, they're still the sort of organization that's going to wait until they've got the facts nailed down before they hit me with the Kobe Bryant has died bulletin. Boring. Get out of the way, old man. As opposed to some of these other outlets that are hitting me with... Half the story. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, uh, d- 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 Michael, you remember yeah. the famous Eric Weinmayer clip, the mountain climber? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be- I, I... Because one of our alert and brilliant listeners, Annette, brought it up in the context of the allegedly controversial, well, it is controversial, I guess, MSNBC tape that we played for you earlier, in which a lady just flat dropped an N-bomb on, on the late Kobe. Should we hear that again? Yeah. Are you working on that other clip, Michael? Yes, yes. I am. Okay, great. Yeah. First of all, this is what happened on on the uh, white supremacist MSNBC. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going. Yeah, that's not the name of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the Lakers. I didn't even think of that. Imagine if a Fox host. Had accidentally said that. Oh, great, Scott. <laughs> accidentally. Right, oh. right, right. <laughs> they right. would be talking about it on CNN and MSNBC. Well, when you have a culture the way they do, the fact that that word would slip out of your mouth is not surprising to me, Jim. Right, um, right. Well, there are some saying that about the MSNBC gal. It's, it's not convenient that she looks like... Uh, like the Aryan ideal. <laughs> Okay, um, but uh, Michael, she do you, apologized. Do, do you have that clip? I mean, listen to this, and, and maybe you understand. Sometimes things go sideways when you're live. We're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me, he's blind. So we'll hear about that. Let me know. Okay, as we head to the break. Thank you, Jenny. Now, just to clarify, <laughs> for, for, hmm, just to clarify for our viewers, did Mr. Weihenmayer? prefer the company of men or, or was he sightless <laughs> I, I mean sometimes weird stuff comes out of your mouth trust me when i say that can i help you cross the street i'm gay i can get across the street. <laughs> i know you're gay but i uh i'm fine but aren't you afraid i mean you're gay right so she claims she was thinking nick's and Lakers, it's entirely possible. Knicks and Lakers, and in her mind, she came up with something that sounded... Can we hear that again? Oh, I boy. think this is... NBC, they, they actually bleeped it on a lot of MSNBC outlets. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask... You know what? It does sound a little bit like Knickers. Um, I, I, I just I have a feeling Nakers. Yeah, that's. I I have a feeling she's not a sports fan. She's based in New York. She's just a deep seated racist. And <laughs> she's based in New York. She only knows, as you suggested earlier, the name of two teams, and and she got the wrong one. 
and corrected herself halfway through, and it ended up sounding like an end. She's just been goose-stepping her way through the halls of MSNBC all these years. Right, because that sort of thing just is so common at MSNBC. Oh, my God. I was reading. This may be the perfect, by the way, test case for outrage culture. There is zero chance this woman decided, and unless she is severely mentally disabled, she knows this. She decided to commit career suicide. Here's how I'm going to end my career. I'm going to strike a blow for white supremacy by dropping a stumbling end bomb on Kobe Bryant moments after his death. Now, the idea that that's what happened is idiotic. It's hilarious. Because right? that would advance my narrative in such a... What? I would really strike a blow for my Aryan brothers. I mean, no, it's just idiotic. So, I don't think she's gay or, or blind or a racist. Has she ever climbed Mount Everest? But she's gay. I mean, she's gay. I mean, she's a Klansman. All right, where were we? What we're are we doing We're going to interview here? Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But... He's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. So we'll hear about that coming okay. up. <laughs> I just, I can never remember which is the one with the guide dog. Homosexuals have guide dogs. Which one's sodomy in Arkansas? <laughs> being blind? I think it's being blind. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Bring my flowers now while I'm living. I won't need your love when I'm gone. Don't spend time if there was ever even a shred of logic left to not hear witnesses and review the documents, Mr. Bolton's book just erased it. Ambassador Bolton's manuscript was sent to the White House over a month ago. The president ordered everyone with first-hand knowledge of his actions not to testify in the impeachment inquiry. We're all staring a White House cover-up in the face. It is so clear what's going on here. I don't need to spell it out for you. If Senate Republicans are not going to vote to call Mr. Bolton and Mr. Mulvaney and the other witnesses now, if they're not going to ask for notes and emails, they're going to be part of the cover-up, too. Because we have this out in the open. Okay, so that's Chuck Schumer just today. There is some movement on the whole impeachment thing. This could be this could be something. So, the Bolton book, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll explain it here in a minute. But Mitt Romney just came out and said that John Bolton's book makes it increasingly likely that other Republicans will push for Bolton's testimony and President Trump's impeachment trial. So he hmm. says that he, and it sounds like he's talked to some other people, uh, might be on board with voting for witnesses. And that vote is expected, I think, Friday. Yeah. And then and then, then we got a different trial. Then we got Bolton and Biden, and it's just a different thing. Yeah, I I think the president's defense team made a mistake, making a big deal about, uh, we didn't delay the aid for this. There's no quid pro quo or whatever. I just think, you know, Bolton was lurking out there, and everybody knew he was going to say the contrary. I think the president and his people should have just said, look, if you didn't like what I did, fine, but it's not worthy of removing a president for. We didn't, we're not going to offer any defense. This is ridiculous. So this and is, it would have gone away. I'm telling you. 
You, it's, it's one of those things where, and you try to teach your kids this. If you refuse to engage in the argument, the argument will end. You know, and, but the, the president's team decide to attack every single aspect of it and, and try to refute it. But that gives Chuck Schumer the opening to say, this is the only question. Did the president delay aid until they investigated Biden? And then he frames it in the country as if the answer to that question is yes, well, then clearly you remove the guy because that's what we're here to talk about. I think the president's people would have been much better off saying that's not the question at all. That's a minor incident in a minor bit of a minor part of American foreign policy. What are you talking about? I assumed he did that all along. Right. Yeah, me too. It's it's the sort of thing that happens all the time in in, uh, foreign relations, foreign policy. Maybe you don't like this particular trade-off. But the idea that there was a trade-off and therefore, you know, it's terrible, no, that's, that's what foreign policy is. Are Biden, are Biden and Bolton a combo meal that can't be bought a la carte? Is there a scenario where one testifies and the other doesn't? Only if the Republicans decide they'd rather have somebody else. Okay. So, but if, so if the Dems get one witness, the Republicans get one. If they want them. Okay. Okay. So, well, well if the Republicans want 75 witnesses... In response to John Bolton, and they can keep their caucus in order with their majority, then yeah, they'll get all of those witnesses. So the getting the majority, I've got depending something. on what rules they decide on midweek this week. So I think the dispatches reporting on this today at the website for news is is kind of interesting. They bring up the uh, well, they use this sentence. There's a um, ba 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 ba. Republicans will have difficulty dismissing Bolton's story if it echoes the one laid out in the New York Times. They also say later, later, Bolton's team is not denying that his book manuscript says what the New York Times says. So to them, there apparently is some question as to whether the news the New York Times reported from the so-called manuscript of Bolton's book is what's going to be in the book. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised because Bolton and his mustache have got some showbiz in them. Oh yeah. If, if they if they if they put something out there, got something in the New York Times that is very exciting, and then ultimately is no, that's not what it says in the book. Right. Wouldn't surprise me a, a bit oh, yeah. that it was all about <laughs> letting everybody know. Oh, there's a Bolton book because he's trying to sell a book. Right. He's he's a showbiz guy. Well, plus old Maggie Hagerman, uh, Haberman in the New York Times have unleashed quite a few explosive right. stories that right. turned out to be wildly inaccurate. And it wouldn't be surprising to me at all if Bolton didn't, knowing that they would jump on that and talk about it endlessly, and for days people would be talking about the Bolton book and the Bolton book and the Bolton book. What about in the right. Bolton book? Now yeah. that the Bolton book, and that's all he wanted. Right. And the book itself will not be even close to as explosive. Right. Oh, a, a good example of that would be uh, was it McCabe, the guy from the FBI that had some just bombshell declaration that he made on 60 Minutes about his book? It wasn't in the book. Oh, remember? Right. Then the next day you find out what his explosive thing about Trump and this and that. I don't remember what it was. Because he didn't think matter. it was good. It was really, he and didn't he know enough to commit it to print. No, he couldn't back it up enough no. to put it in a book, but he said it on 60 Minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not one. that's what's going on here with the Bolton thing. But, that being said, the dispatch is also reporting that they've talked to a number of Republicans and what they've heard, that a vote on witnesses will either fail to get a majority or it will pass with room to spare. That senators are getting together and deciding, we either got to not do this or we got, a whole bunch of us have to do it so that we don't get singled out individually 
Mm. Um, either for wrath of voters or the president or the media or Fox or whatever. I could believe that. No single senator wants to be the deciding vote and incur the wrath of the White House and uh, and people who are you know are Trump loyalists. So if a whole bunch of GOP senators got on, then it would you know it'd be a little easier to handle. Mm-hmm. I can believe that that's going on behind the closed doors. Let's make sure we crossed cross the line by like ten votes. Yeah. So so you're not the John McCain thumbs down on Obamacare repeal, right? Right. And you don't want to be that senator, right? Meanwhile, over on the Democrat side, they're absolutely terrified as Bernie surges into the lead in one prominent poll in Iowa and looks to be a threat to Biden nationwide. The 80-year-old heart attack-prone socialist <laughs> now appears to be leading. They're beside themselves with fear and loathing. Yeah, Can, good. Anybody who <laughs> anybody who takes a shot at predicting what's going to happen in the next, uh, well, oh, no I guess idea. it's 10 months up until the election. Nobody has any idea. Entertainment-wise? Chaotic uh, and ridiculous than anything I've ever seen. Entertainment-wise, by far, number one choice for entertainment is Bernie wins Iowa. If Bernie wins Iowa and New Hampshire, first of all, he's almost certainly going to be the nominee uh, if he wins both of those. And he certainly could. But, man, that's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I tell you one thing I'm concerned about if I'm a Democrat is if Trump survives the impeachment thing, and I still think it's overwhelmingly likely that he does, the Republican turnout... In November is going to be monstrous. Did, People will want to throw a counterpunch to the impeachment, and they'll do it at the ballot box. Nobody knows us. Get in the car, lies Staying up all night. So the media has a new thing to whip up a public panic about, the coronavirus. Are you into the coronavirus? Okay, started in China and uh, quickly moved and spread to Japan and South Korea and uh, Thailand and Taiwan and the United States now. And health officials are worried. They say this is how K-pop got started. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Dismissive of a pandemic? How dare you say? That's the I didn't. That's one act I didn't see. My, I'm going to watch the rest of the Grammys with my kids today because they really enjoyed the performances. I didn't see MBS, MTB, KTS, whatever, BTS, BTS. I didn't see BTS. B U L L S H I. If you ask me. <laughs> Speaking of K-pop, bunch of sexless, dyed blonde, shaved Korean boys. What am I watching this for? What, what am I, some sort of perv? Am I flying to Bangkok with Jeffrey Epstein? Whole thing's very strange. A lot of the performances, they had uh, people holding up Kobe jerseys there at the Staples Center, and the crowd would go wild and stuff like that. But I did see um, uh, the, uh, Jimmy the Entertainer, Jimmy the Genius. What's the, what's the guy's name, Sean? Tyler the Creator? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I saw him. Holy cow. Kabook. What? Quirky with a capital Q. Yeah, he is a quirky lad. What the hell was that? Creating. He's creating as he went. I can't tell if stuff like that is art or you're just throwing a bunch of crap at the wall. Let's have flames and then an explosion. And then I know I'll wear a blonde wig. And you just, yeah, is that that art? Is that saying something or is that just. How'd you like that little old town road fella in his uh, silvery cowboy jumpsuit? I've never seen a cowboy wearing that. <laughs> hey, uh, Sitting out in the audience in his all pink outfit. Hey, uh, Hosh, I notice you're, uh, 
You are in a uh, reflective, silvery, sparkly jumpsuit for the roundup today. What's what's going on with that? I'm afraid you're going to slip in those boots. Yeah, I don't think those boots are going to hold up real well on the trail, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, there are multiple sources reporting right now that uh, key Republicans feel like with the John Bolton book leaks... (laughs) That there's going to have to be witnesses. So you got uh, you got your Susan Collins, who was mocked on Saturday Night Live. You've got your um, Mitt Romney's, and I don't know how many others, but you get a handful. And all of a sudden, you're going to have witnesses, and then all of a sudden, impeachment gets super interesting, super fast. Yeah, I mean, it kind of either goes two directions, and it's widely divergent. It's either going to like end like that, no witnesses, let's vote to it. We got the votes. It's over. Yeah, well, that was fun, wasn't it? And it's over. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you write the history books. It's over. It could happen that fast. Yep. Or they're going to have witnesses, and it's going to get damned interesting. Because, I mean, obviously, if you have Bolton, and then you have Hunter Biden, and just it's it's oh, it's going to be quite the drama. If you're a little cynical, and I am, one of the more delicious aspects of this whole mess is that, and they were talking about this, I think it was on the uh, unwatchable CNN this morning, that John Bolton could walk to any microphone in America and say all he knows right now. Sure. I mean, there's no reason not to. Unless you're selling a book. Unless you're selling a book. And obviously, he's trying to tease this thing out. Uh, you know, there's supposedly a uh, a March release date for this thing. I wonder if his publisher is, is running through the halls screaming. Everybody's yelling at each other. Can we get this out in the next two weeks? Is two weeks too tight? How much lead time do we need? Call the printers, blah, blah, blah. Because you got to postpone the... Uh, testimony till right before the book comes out or like the day of. And they're working as hard as they can to do that. Meanwhile, the Constitution hangs in the balance and nobody involved cares. I mean, Chuck and Nancy and Adam Schiff, they're as phony as a $3 bill, please. Bolton doesn't care. He just wants to sell his book. Rudy Giuliani out with this tweet today. There's no way in the world President Trump would say this to John Bolton. It's a shame that a man will sacrifice his integrity to make a few bucks on a book. No wonder he accomplished so little as National Security Advisor. Uh, I don't know if mocking Bolton by Giuliani and or the president is going to help them when he comes to testify. But uh, what, It's maybe, not going to improve his mood. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. This is all so strange. Yeah, well, it ain't, it's it's a long way from over. Yeah, I don't think the Republicans have done a great job, honestly, so far. But so we'll see. Uh, the caucuses, the Iowa caucuses, are a week from today, and next Monday night, results will be dribbling in, and they'll declare a couple of people tied for first, more or less, because they got a new way of doing the caucus results. I don't know if it's going to tell anybody anything. Maybe it. Kind of half ends Buttigieg or Klobuchar or people like if they finish distant fourths, kind of like yeah. takes the take. But I don't think it's it might eliminate some people. But I don't. Know. I'm rooting for a decisive win for Bernie. Oh boy! Just because that would screw things up the most. Although you know, I've, oh I've, yeah, because the Democratic Party at that point, Bernie wins Iowa <laughs> fairly solidly, and oh, he's yeah. in the lead in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! That's when Barack Obama needs to call a press conference. Uh, look. Right. With with Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton and Hillary and Santa Claus and, and whomever else. And, and you know, the, the Dalai Lama all by his side and say, look, we're not electing an 80 year old communist. All right. 
he would lose. Trump would win all, every state. Oh, yeah. So, Not yeah. a joke. Yeah. It, yeah. Seriously. Trump survives impeachment by a single vote, and his approval rating goes down to 22%, would beat Bernie in 48 states. And the Democrats know it. Right. Oh, I'm rooting for that so hard. But there's the conventional wisdom is that anybody who gets anything in Iowa is going to be kept alive because they're so terrified of Bernie in the Democratic Party. Well, so I thought this was an interesting wrinkle. So somebody secretly recorded a uh, a dinner with Trump and a, and a bunch of other people, and maybe you heard clips of that over the weekend and the, the, the explosive stuff in terms of impeachment. Uh was Trump saying you got to fire the ambassador? You know, whatever. Oh, that's a nothing burger. That means nothing. But there was also other interesting stuff in there not related to impeachment, in which at one point somebody brings up Bernie Sanders and Trump says, "Boy, Bernie Sanders," he said, "We were we were worried that Hillary was going to put him on the ticket. That's who we were most concerned about." Trump said, "I think Bernie is the guy that'd been most likely to get some of those voters that I got. Uh, so my my biggest worry was Bernie." being the vice presidential nominee. So I thought that was interesting. That's some really good analysis, too. Right, which shows that he understood it and still understands it better than a lot of people do. But so does he still mostly worry about Bernie? Uh, I don't don't know. I I, I worry more about Bernie as a veep than as a presidential candidate. As a presidential candidate, he loses a number of states, probably in the 40s. As a vice president... A lot of people would be uneasy with him, but if Biden was at the head of the ticket and a certain number of the Bernie bros and, 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 and college girls uh, went out and voted for him, I don't know. That could be semi-formidable. You never know till you try, but... Biden and Bernie, that's never been a shorter trip from the speakership to the presidency that I've ever seen. That's got to be the prime. If I if I'm a young upcoming Democrat, oh, and that's right. the ticket. Yeah, a couple I, of eighty get, year olds. Oh, me, I see. One who's let had me a heart attack be the already. Speaker. Yeah. yeah, I got this. I'm third in line for the presidency. That's fine. Not going to take long. One guy's already had his ticker go kaboom, and the other one appears to be on the brink of. Well, he's got one foot, you know where. So yeah, you think Bernie's heart attack helped him, and that Biden should fake a heart attack? Well, that's what I said earlier. I mean, well, just look at the polls, Jack. The guy the, has the an infarction. The, the numbers are in black and white, and he's skyrocketed since then. <laughs> Which polls? People, All of them. Okay. Okay. People love blocked arteries. <laughs> it makes a difference. That's right. People like a comeback story. Yeah. Joe tried the bleeding eyeball. That didn't do him any good. He got up the ante, Joe. Oh, I apologize right. for that. A little heart attack. I had forgotten when Joe Biden's eye burst into a red bloody mess. Oh, it was terrible. It's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he'd been in a chain fight. Yeah, again. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> remember the straight race? You'd bang him on the curb? Of course we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. That's a child, cherished childhood memories. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> We got a, a couple more pieces of tape we want to play for you. Tape, which you call it if you're an old person. Uh, clips from Saturday Night Live and Bill Maher's show and a couple other things. Some Kobe Bryant highlights uh, to discuss also. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Tonight is for Kobe. Cause I love you. 
before I don't wanna feel these feelings, yo Once upon a time I was a hoe I don't even wanna hold no more Got just something from the liquor store Little bit of Lizzo and some more Zubov goes up, tips it back for Harkless Who hands it off for Landry Shamit. He'll walk it from left to right Now most teams who already tipped off today Have taken a 24 second shot clock violation To honor Kobe Bryant And that's exactly what the Clippers plan on doing Amway Center puts up Kobe Bryant's picture on the Jumbotron, and the entire arena gets up on their feet for a standing ovation. Shamit dribbling with the right hand. One second remaining. That's a shot clock violation to start this game. 24 seconds for the number 24 of the Los Angeles Lakers. It is hanging up in the rafters at Staples Center, and the Clippers honor the Black Mamba the right way. And then they'd toss the ball to the other team, the ref would, who would do the same thing. At the beginning of every game. Why did they switch numbers again? From uh, 8 to 24? I don't uh, remember. There were some theories. Uh, the original number was 8. He won three championships eight times. Or at that time, he had won three championships. Eight times three is 24, I think. That's ridiculous. Uh, so my if he thing won another is, I one, thought he was... go with 32, and then 40, then 48. I could I go on was... all day. I was good at math. <laughs> Settle down, Sean. I'm doing a bit. All right, what next? I think he was just trying to one-up Jordan his entire career, so he went from 23 to 24. Well, that's an interesting way to do it. Has there ever been a cooler nickname? So for... he's great at throwing the ball down, but bad at, like, trolling Michael Jordan. Uh, the actual reason... <laughs> you should have gone with 25, Kobe. That had been one more. <laughs> uh, the most likely reason was it's a way to uh, artificially uh, drum up jersey sales. All oh, right. Oh, wait a minute. Right. Now you got me. Um, uh, Has there ever been a cooler nickname than the Black Mamba? I mean, that's a cool nickname. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And you got to be a certain sort of cat to be able to pull that off. Oh, yeah. And he could. Yeah. The fact that he, uh, this was weird from when he first showed up, the fact that he worked so hard to walk and chew gum and have facial expressions like Michael Jordan and did it perfectly is, is interesting. Yes. You idolize and watch somebody so much that you walk like them and chew gum like them. Yes. It's a little odd. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, do we have time for me to tip my cap to something else or do you want to go? Uh, we are going to play the, uh, the Bill Maher thing. Why don't uh, we do that? Uh, uh, we got a, we got a, a Trump thing that just happened. Oh. Live at the White House. Oh my. This is kind of developing today. Um, in real time, as they like to say on cable news channels to make it sound exciting. With the whole Bolton book coming out, the New York Times got a chunk of the new Bolton book. He was the national security advisor, him and his mustache, and uh, apparently contradicts something the president's team is saying about impeachment, and so the Bolton book could be juicy stuff. And now some Republicans are telling major publications, ah, we might have to go with witnesses now with the Bolton book out. And it's looking more like there'll be witnesses. And so Trump walked out of the White House today, and reporters mobbed him screaming questions. False, he says to the mob, screaming questions. I couldn't even understand the questions, much less the answer. It sounded like that one woman was just screaming, rats, rats, (laughs) everywhere rats. Play it again. You you hear what I'm talking about. Why so many rats? Get them off me! <laughs> Get them off me everywhere I see rats! And Donald Trump is ignoring the fact that the woman is being attacked by rats! False! Impeach him for that! <laughs> rats! 
Jiminy. So is that the normal level of his? That seemed like more than the normal level of excitement. Like maybe we're reaching some sort of, I don't know, crescendo? Honestly, I'm, I'm out of the prediction business. I have no idea what the next Correct. week is going to bring. It's just too, too crazy. I think, and listen, I, I come from the conservative end of things, more libertarian type than, than some conservatives, but uh, the left is way better at message shaping than the right over the last 25 years. There's just no doubt about it in defining what terms we use and what questions we ask and answer. Lefty journalists uh, moderate all the debates and make Republicans answer questions from a lefty point of view. And I think the president's team could have done a better job of defining what we're trying to answer through this whole impeachment thing. I think they're making some mistakes. On the other hand, I don't know. Have you seen the following closely poll numbers on impeachment? I haven't. I haven't either. Or at least not lately. It's possible they don't want to put those out because Because they're pathetic well yeah exactly how would that serve your all-day coverage of impeachment by the way only 15 percent of people are following closely i wouldn't be surprised if that's not close to the number in terms of following closely yeah i wonder i'll I'll look that up i'll see if i can dig that up okay uh, i got a couple of super politically active friends i played a little golf saturday morning and uh, one buddy of mine said Got the DVR going. I'm going to go home and, and listen to the president's team uh, eviscerate the uh, the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. God bless you. Yeah. Enjoy that. Well, of course, he doesn't do it for a living like we do. You know, it's a, it's a break from his day-to-day existence. But I can't wait. I to, think it's a small minority of folks who are doing that. I can't wait to get to this. Sean has uh, highlighted for me the economics of all-you-can-eat buffets. Oh, boy. How to win at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Because it's all undefeated. about winning. You're as, undefeated. As a diner? Yeah. Don't go to it. That's how you win. No, you win by getting more than your money's worth. Oh. My brother is really into Free diabetes putting his hands up and surprise, saying, surprise I those. win. <laughs> I win. I showed you. I beat you. You punks. I ate more than I paid for. <laughs> yeah. I win. Wow. You suckers. <laughs> So maybe I'll get to that next hour. If you don't get next hour, you check out the podcast is the best way to get there. Armstrongandgetty.com for all of our podcasts. Um, We're about due to do another XL podcast, long-form interview. Of course, I don't know. We do four hours of live radio every day, and I'm a man who craves leisure. I don't don't need extra work. I thought it was interesting that some of your big reporters were in Iowa yesterday, and I assume they're staying there like they're going to be there all week long leading up to the caucuses. Mm-hmm. So in Iowa, Chris Wallace with Fox is going to be in Iowa, not in D.C. for the impeachment. So the Iowa caucus trumps, if you'll pardon the expression. The, uh, I won't. I wouldn't either. Uh, supersedes the impeachment. Mm. So that'd be kind of what the polling is showing them, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess he's their top guy, but they got plenty of folks in D.C. too. I don't, you know, I wouldn't overstate what it means, but. I'm just glad Yang's back on the debate stage. Yep. So oh, the, is he? The yeah. next debate. Oh, after, God, there's another one? <laughs> the New Hampshire debate, yeah. So oh. you, got, you got about a month between Iowa and New Hampshire, and then you have a New Hampshire debate, and uh, the usuals have made the stage plus Yang uh, for a variety of reasons. But He is God, entertaining. Who, who plain know? spoken, regular guy. I appreciate him. Asian. Asian. I really like the Asian that? flavor. Well, it's finally got a little diversity. As I tweeted over the weekend, you remember how any criticism of Obama's policies was racist when he was in the office? Well, you've gone from lots of men and women 
various uh, people of various uh, races and ethnic backgrounds and the rest of it on the Democratic stage. You even got the New York Times endorsing not one but two gals for the presidency. And all the front runners are dudes, white dudes, old white dudes, which proves beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's inarguable that Democratic voters are racists and misogynists to boot. Ritz! Give that woman a Ritz! Some people think she was yelling Ritz. Can you hear that just one more time? It's clearly Ritz. They're climbing up my leg. There's more rats here than I've ever seen. Rats. That's yeah, very False. strange. Well, it's an old building, the White House. False, he says. There's a rat chewing on my leg. It's a rat. False. I don't know. You can either do it's a uh, ferret on so many of these stories. You can either do dumb punditry as if you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And at least you kill some time and fill some airspace. Or you can say there is no telling. I mean, who flippin' knows what's going to happen with Iowa and New Hampshire and that and the whole impeachment thing? No idea. Right. Just going to sit back and watch and see how it turns out. Yeah, it'll be insane, whatever happens, though. I mean, because even if, uh, like, Biden is the nominee, which is the most mainstreamy, obvious thing, the guy's ancient and bad at running for president, so that'll be chaotic. Put a chain around your head. Oh, boy. Wouldn't think twice about it. <laughs> 